0: Good day to all of you who are watching or listening to Voice Out Cakap We are now live at FB Voice Out Cakap I'm Zarina Zaharuddin and together with my team, Panji Shafi'i and Aida Omar who are very busy behind the scene to ensure that everything runs smoothly. This forum is also supported by MQ at Our topic today is to wait or not to wait. The challenges and dilemmas faced by many soon to be married couples and wedding vendors during this pandemic. In this crisis, two issues came about. First issue involves many couples who are unable to proceed with their wedding reception due to the restriction on the number of guests. This has definitely affected those who have planned for their wedding receptions between March to July this year. Hence, with so many uncertainties, many couples are facing dilemma. Should their wedding be postponed, downsized, or even canceled? The second issue revolves around some vendors who said that, I quote, any company running a business will have overhead and running costs that they have to bear. We are no different. Since the current situation is of no one's fault, my my suggestion, To postpone your wedding that you wanted in the first place is a fair and just outcome. I unquote. Hence the purpose of this discussion, how can both parties come to a consensus and minimise each other's losses? What if this pandemic continues till we don't know when? What happens if some of these couples are being retrenched or being given a pay cut? Can they still afford to go ahead with the wedding reception? So today, we have with us not one, but two legal advisors who have willingly really, really spared their precious Sunday to guide us along on this hot wedding issue. We also have a vendor, Madam Ani Muhammad from Jamil Catering Services. Our two lawyers, Mr. Imran Rahim from Tan Kok Kwan Partnership and Mr. Muslim Al-Bakri from Managing Director of Al-Bakri LLC. Welcome to Voice Out Cakap Kani and our two guys. Okay, and um, thank you for being with us today and definitely before we start our discussion, I need to highlight a disclaimer. Yeah, I think you can see on the screen, we will be playing a disclaimer and we want to ensure that all examples and sharings today are mainly for the sole purposes of our discussion and the lawyer. Okay, so Kani, basically, I understand that you are a vendor with Jami Catering. For you have been in the business since nineteen seventy four. That's right. Yeah, that's about forty over years. So during this period, do you have any couples coming to you wanting to cancel because of what is happening at the moment?
1: Yeah, I have already um, a couple who has uh, decided to cancel, and another one who actually uh, want to cancel. Yeah.
0: Okay, deciding another one is one to cancel. Yeah. Okay, so I understand that you have overheads, costs and you have workers to pay. So how do you handle this kind of situation?
1: You see, uh, Jamil Catering is, uh, we, we, we are a proper company. So when we formed this company, uh, we have um, overheads like offices, you know, office, I mean, we have warehouse, we mm-hmm. have central kitchen, we have uh, our lorry vehicle, yeah. And uh, of course, the, the manpower to run the, the whole company. Mm-hmm. So, these are uh, um, the existing uh, uh, costs that we, we are uh, having.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, okay, maybe my, my next question is, is that um, maybe just tell me yes or no, lah, huh? mm-hmm. but later I'll need you to explain. Sure. So, basically, if let's say they come to you and they say that um, they want part of the money being paid to you uh, for a refund, is that mm-hmm. something that you will consider? Maybe just let me know yes or yes, no. Yes, yes, I will
1: consider. Yeah. Okay,
0: so that means it's not a uh, um, it's not impossible. I mean, yeah, it's you it's not are willing to sit down yeah. and discuss. Yes. Okay. Let, let me move to the our two lawyers. Maybe from a legal perspective, yeah, um, Imran or Muslim. Okay, under this pandemic condition, would it be seen as a breach of contract for couples to downsize or cancel their original contract? Which they already helped uh, decided to do it um, initially. Number one, and um, number two. On the on the other hand, if vendors still insist to honour the original contract despite this con- uh, pandemic situation, how, how does it go about? Yeah. So one is the couples, and that one is the vendors. Correct. Thank you for question, mm-hmm. I
2: think the question I think start off by uh, understanding what is store does. So what this law uh, is about is, if you are now unable to hold your wedding, or if you think that uh, your wedding is now so different from what you had originally planned, maybe before you wanted 2,000 people or people, then this, and you are unable to follow through on what you had initially planned, then this law allows a party which cannot perform an obligation to then seek relief
1: because okay. usually,
2: if you can't perform an obligation, then I will breach the contract. Okay, But this stops that from happening. So instead, what you can do is that you can issue a notification for relief because you are unable to perform your contract and then no one can legal legal proceedings against you. They cannot sue you, they can ask you to pay their money back because you are unable to perform the agreement. So that's what the law does. We need to understand that. So how does it apply here? Mm. If, let's say, you, are, you were supposed to get married on the 10th of May, but you can't because it's a then that contract can no longer be performed, So the wedding vendor is, uh, is liable for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what then the wedding vendor in that circumstance can do is to issue a notification already, so that the couple cannot sue the vendor for not being able to host or hold the wedding it's not enough right mm. that's where the notification for relief is some people have tried to use the notification of already just to get money back to get refunds back so that's not quite correct right?
0: oh yeah
2: it's supposed to only protect you when you are unable to perform the
0: contract. so basically that notification for relief is for vendors
2: and not quite it applies both ways. okay okay if, let's say um uh, uh on the wedding photo side if they're
0: supposed to do certain things under the contract as well and like make certain payments. I mean, um. They cannot
2: because what they have originally planned mm-hmm. they cannot be performed, mm-hmm. they also can ask or issue a notification for
0: relief. Okay, so okay. We that. Mm-hmm. So where does this apply? So let's say you wanted to get married in May, but now you
2: cannot. Right? Mm. Then this option is open to you. But let's say all along you were supposed to get married in December. Mm. But now you see this law and then you are thinking, maybe I can get this, use this law to get money back because I don't want to get married anymore mm. because I need that I, I want to something. Or if I think I want to go to another wedding venue, it's not cheaper. Mm. Then the law doesn't help that. Mm. The law does not help you to try and get out of a contract because you changed your mind. Mm. The law also doesn't help you if you think you can get a deal. That's not what it's there for. It's there to protect parties who now cannot carry through with what had originally been planned because of COVID Okay, uh, So, and let's say a couple is in that situation, right? they want to get married in May, but now they cannot get married in May. Uh, then they can issue a notification for relief, and then they can refer the matter to an assessor. The assessor will look at the problem and then determine what is fair. In this situation. Mm. So that's why I think in the previous panels as well, what what I've advised mostly is for the wedding
3: vendor to try to come to an arrangement. Mm. If you can postpone, that's best.
2: Mm. If you think you can maybe downscale it, but still make sure that both parties follow through some Mm. form of contract, some form of agreement, then maybe do that as well. Mm. It's only when you really cannot agree. Then you refer the matter to an assessor, the assessor will look at things and then determine what's fair between the parties. Mm-hmm. So and what I understand is that sometimes uh, what the assessor will determine if it is you create a deposit, parties cannot agree, you don't want to have a wedding anymore, you don't want to postpone it, and they will see okay, what are the expenses incurred by the vendor? What is a reasonable expense to be incurred? They will deduct that from the deposit. So sometimes you might get a bit of money back. Sometimes you might not get
0: the money back. It really depends on the situation. Okay. So, okay. The thing is that, yes, I agree with you. It's best that both parties come forward to find a consensus, right? But there are some cases where both parties, the couples and the vendors could not come to a consensus, yeah? So some couples took one step further by getting a middle party through the application of the SSO's determination that you mentioned just now. Yeah, and um, basically, can you just explain how, how does it exactly work? I mean, how long is the process, and how different is this um, assessors thing from case? Is it the same or different? Yeah, and I understand that um, the outcome of this application is final. Am I right? Maybe you can explain to us. Yeah. Thanks very
3: much. Hmm. Um, what do you are is correct. You know. Uh, you know these couples and the vendors who cannot reach a consensus uh, often have to refer to this middle person known as an assessor uh, and that specifically you know, that was specifically put into place by the law mm. to try and resolve these disputes. But I think one thing to clarify first is that um, a party does not directly apply to an assessor Okay, there is a procedure, mm. process, process,
1: uh, there are steps under the law.
3: Mm. The first step would be to issue of the notification for relief was mm-hmm. what was uh, mentioned by Iran just now. So, when a particular party, uh, to the contract is unable to carry out his obligation, okay, that could be in the form of holding the venue, that could be in the form of making the next progress payment, uh, you know, wherever an obligation arises and a party is unable to, to carry it out due to the COVID situation or restrictions imposed by COVID, Then that party will have to first serve a notification for relief. Okay? Okay. And only when the party receiving the notification for relief uh, disputes it, disagrees with it, Mm -hmm. okay, then the matter will be referred to an assessor. Okay, so just to clarify, there is that one step first of having to issue the notification for relief. You can't directly go to an assessor. Once the matter has been referred to an assessor, however, the assessor's job will essentially be to determine whether the obligation really cannot be carried out because of
0: COVID. Hmm. Is it
3: because of COVID? Is it because you're having second Hmm.
0: thoughts? You
3: don't want to get married anymore? and That's really the assessor's role. And um, the assessor's role is not to find out who is in the right, who is in the wrong, but to try and resolve it in a just, equitable way that is fair to both parties, which is why, like Fran said, you know, you can expect that the assessor will take a very try to take a fair approach. It's not a case where a party will be able to use this <laughs> It's not a, it's not a case where a party will be able to get you know his full refund back because it has to be fair to both parties who are affected by the contract. Um, and that is, you are right to say that it is not an appealable. Okay, the assessor isn't um, there to you know. Um, The assessor is there to just assess.
0: Yeah, assess assess and they will give their final verdict. That's it. Yeah, Yeah. both parties cannot come back and say that, oh, I don't agree. I mean, that's out of the question. Yeah, because very
3: focused determination, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's affected by the COVID or not. Um, When you mentioned earlier, uh, just now as well, about CASE, which is the Consumer Association of Singapore. Mm -hmm. Um, CASE also deals with contractual decisions but from my understanding and from my experience case typically tries to mediate between parties okay they don't actually make a determination so oh in, in situations wow. where uh, parties are unable to resolve their disputes through cases mechanism mm. they would have to file a, ca- a court case like, basically mm. in the small claims tribunal or in the magistrates court uh, so that would really be the the the, the correct comparison okay between okay. An assessor's determination and and going to court, la. going to court would be, um, you know, you'd be going before a judge, essentially. Uh, you know, you'd have to file court papers and all that. The, notif- the assessor's determination to be a more streamlined process, easier for parties to just go on, fill up their details using their sync pass or their court pass. Uh, obviously, you know, people need to get their, their issues resolved within this time frame, right? Um, so it's a lot of a, it's a more straightforward process in mm. a sense la, than uh, typical court proceedings, la.
0: So, yeah. I, I believe that um, the assessor thing is cheaper. Lah. Slightly cheaper?
3: Yeah, I, I don't I think there's any cost involved, actually. Oh, yeah. The assessor okay. is not a, 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 a judge. Ah. The assessor oh, okay. could be a lawyer. Okay. It could be an accountant. It could be a professional, really. Okay. Yeah. All and
0: right. Okay, so, yes. So, that's the legal perspective.
3: That's, that's the legal perspective.
4: But I was wondering, Kani, uh, from the vendor side, have you been the receiving end or have you issued a notification for relief or whether you've been uh, asked to see an assessor for any, with any of your clients?
1: At the moment now, um, I have not uh, filed any notification of relief, uh, but I do have directly where uh, my clients come to me and saying that um, they wish to cancel the wedding. Well, this is a special case because uh, the nikah is already uh, done in December way, way past before uh, COVID. So, uh, they're supposedly uh, to wet in April. So, um, somehow just, okay, so they, they have valid reasons. They say that i um, already already Nika so there's no need to uh, carry out with the, uh, the big day. And uh, um, mutual agreement, they come to my house and then we discuss and, um, yeah, I gave them um, uh, some of their refunds and, and according, we have a contract actually when they sign. Uh, of course, like um, uh, deposit, um, it, this one, we, we did not uh, refund them. But for a certain portion of the contract, um, we we refunded them. Yeah, and the refund is made uh, way, way uh, beyond the uh, stipulated in the contract. Because my contract, roughly, roughly I just want to uh, highlight is that uh, one month towards uh, the big day, we asked for 70%. Okay. Um so um in this case uh we give them um no, sorry, fifty percent. Mm. But in this case we give them more more than uh, fifty percent and because D uh, and um it been resolved. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Angela, so that means we have to go to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. So but I
1: would consider a uh, notification of relief after this. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Uh
0: so <laughs> then, things you can do. Yes, yes, I learned okay. something today. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So uh okay, Kani, my next question to you, yeah. Uh, we phase two, right? We are at phase two right now. So do you think that there is some light at the end of the tunnel for vendors? Since I mean you could have slightly more guests for the wedding. I mean, do you come up with like special packages because of this? Um, yeah, something new during this phase too.
1: Well, on as a part? vendor, I still mm. feel that we are still in the tunnel. Although maybe there's uh, the light is still dim. Um, well, um, that pertains to the the rule saying that uh, twenty people they allow now, right, for the uh, mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, that's more on the the mandatory side. So, um, not out of the tunnel yet. Yeah, so, um, for Tree, we, uh, we give our stance of an understanding, you know. So we'll see how the situation goes. And we want to uh, work amicably with them because I believe that um, our business is not, not just with them for now, but uh, for future long relationship term. too. Yes, yeah, long yes. term.
0: That's right. Okay, so basically, yes, um, whenever we are in business, we always uh, want to do long term uh, relationship Yeah, with our yeah. customers.
1: Because yeah. my motto for my company is to solve uh, people's problem. That's that's our our motto. Why we are in business?
0: Precisely. That's why we are here today, also, yes, because we want that's to right. solve the current issue. That's right. Yeah, faced by most of our young couples out there. Yeah. Okay. By the way, if you have any question, um, do feel free to type at our FB comments. Yeah, we are looking forward to your questions or even your own personal experience. Yeah, if you have something like this that you need to you want to share with us or there's something that you need to ask yeah feel free to write down your comment at our fb voice out cakap je okay uh, maybe we can continue with our two lawyers basically uh, imran and mos um, alhamdulillah i managed to gather some info from some of our couples who are having this issue at the moment yeah and um, this is one of the issue um, being mentioned by one of the couples here okay this couple said that i've tried to do some nego with my vendor but nothing works have tried to file assessor as well but vendor get back sorry vendor get back asking the best solution is to postpone so whatever suggestions i suggested was 100% rejected and I have paid almost 88% of the total payment when my wedding is meant to be in August this year. Yeah. So what can yeah, okay, what I'm, can they do?
4: I, I should caveat this. Uh I'm actually one of the COVID-19 <laughs> married couples. Uh I got uh, we, we we solemnized and we had our Nika right before circuit breaker. Uh and our wedding was affected by Um, you know the measures that were implemented Mm -hmm. first it was 250 then after that they reduced the numbers so this is speaking from personal experience Mm. Uh, my sense is um, we need to understand firstly how what the process is like and what you can get out of the process I think a lot of people misunderstand what the process is about they think that this is just one way for them to get all their money back it is not Right? And we need to be very clear <laughs> with that. Yes, yes. Because yes. some people, because they misunderstand the process, they think, okay, since the vendor doesn't want to agree, I'm just going to file this and that will be the way I get my money back. Yeah. So that, that, that uh, influences the way they negotiate. That's one thing. Another thing is, and this is important, something that Moose highlighted it needs to be affected by the laws or by COVID 19. So if you're getting married in August, uh, mm there's less of uh, um, a basis or an argument to say that this was affected by uh, COVID Mm. because we don't know yet. It could be in July or August. Now you can have 2,000 people coming back again. Unlikely, I accept that, but we don't know yet. It's harder for you to say that this was affected by the laws or by COVID-19. So that's the second thing Mm. some couples need to take into account, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, those whose weddings are supposed to be in May, June, April, mm, yeah, more for
0: that say,
4: is obvious. Yeah, but later on in the year, not not such a strong position to come mm. from, la. So those are the two things you got to take okay. into account. So in this case, and I was Gani, I was I was uh, happy to hear that you were the, the the steps that you've taken to return some of the monies and have the discussions, because that is really the only way forward. You got to know that this is not the law. Does not allow you to just change your mind or help you get a better deal. That's not what the law is there for. It's there to protect genuine cases mm. people really affected by COVID-19 and these laws and how best to make sure that one party doesn't take all the blame right for something that's beyond their control
0: that sounds yeah. uh, very appealing yep. so
4: for for wedding couples and this is something that my wife and I are considering as well sometimes you you don't want your sonning too far away from the nikah you lah eh because <laughs> by the <that> time pun <laughs> orang kata dah basi <laughs> but, but but you got to look at it a different way lah and you got to see maybe celebrating your marriage in a different way mm-hmm. uh, and keeping that in mind and using that or considering that as an option. But if you need the money, and I know some, especially because of the economic times, uh, sometimes you need the money, you also got to be aware that you might not get everything back and you got to accept that. Yeah. So these are important things that I think we got to consider. It's not easy and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not able to provide a simple solution to it because there are no simple solutions to it but it's about considering what your options are, how strong those options are, and being flexible about it. Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right, never mind. Moose will answer the next couple question. I, I have a couple of questions here from the couples. Okay, so okay, moving to couple two. Okay, this is what is being said by a group of couples that I said earlier. Okay, these couple said that, I have been asked to still commit to the contract set out and have to fork out more money. It is just ridiculous. Anyway, I have filed for an assessor to review the case. So most what do you say on this?
3: OK, um, I think it, it's not very clear from the question <laughs> um, whether the, the customer is being asked to fork out more money for the same contract or for the same agreement. Okay.
0: Or, or to- finish paying up the full payment
3: or to finish to Mm. finish paying up maybe you only paid about
0: 70 uh, percent full settle
1: um
0: the speed of you know the time the duration right it's not
1: to focus more money but why so why do you have to focus more money it's not
3: like uh, you have not paid so you pay now sure so so i guess um you know to be complete there are two scenarios that Mm -hmm. could potentially be talked about here one is if because of the COVID situation and restrictions that have been implemented, for some reason, the vendor needs more money than what was originally contemplated in the contract. Now, of course, if that was the case, I, I, I personally, I don't think that, you know, that the customer should be made to pay more mm. than what was originally contracted for. If, for example, it is a case of, okay, your next progress mm. payment is due, yep. we don't know when you know, but the situation is going to be like in three or four months when your wedding is going to be held, but your next payment is due now. Mm, Correct, yep. Um, I mean, strictly speaking, that's still within the terms of the contract. Uh, It's still something which uh, like Imran said, we don't know what the situation will be like in a few months Uh, and until then, parties are bound uh, by the terms of their contract. Of course, it's a bitter pill to swallow and I think as a vendor, the vendor should also be uh, aware that you know if I mean, depending on the situation uh, when the grading is supposed to be held and everything, mm-hmm. um, the customer could potentially file a notification for relief, which is what I assume was done in this case, if it went you know to an assessor. Um, and when a customer files a notification for relief in this kind of situation, uh, the law effectively uh, blocks or prohibits the vendor from immediately forfeiting a deposit. All right So that's a, a level of protection, a safeguard. Uh, that was introduced by the recent laws. Okay, so if there's a genuine case, um, you know the, the customer is being asked to pay more money when you know the wedding is supposed to be like you know next month. We're not really sure. It is uh, it, it, the the customer is entitled to file a uh, or issue a notification, for, and that would at least for the time being safeguard the deposit um, that has already been paid at least until uh, it has been determined by uh, an independent assessor la.
0: Okay, right. Um okay, let's see. Okay, we have one FB question here, but let me see. Let me try to understand pengantin check dah telephone mereka. Kalau cancel all deposit burn. Cause date mereka kita dah block. I'm trying to understand Wait, see this is precisely Haa, okey, eh? kita cuba, kita cuba Pengantin, cik dah telefon mereka Kalau cancel, all deposit, burn Ya, be yeah, I believe this must be a vendor eh So cause date mereka, oh date yang mereka nak tu, kita dah block hmm. Ah, so basically, yeah, I think it's the vendor asking Pengantin dah diberitahu Pengantin, cik dah telefon mereka Kalau cancel, all deposit, burn
4: if you've already got a deposit okay, and they've blocked out a wedding date, the first thing that you've got to take into account is when is this date?
0: Mm. Okay.
4: If the date is December, November, next year, um, the wedding couple
0: because Sorry, this year. November, December, November, this, year, year, this year. or this January year. next year. Uh, couple, okay.
4: right? That means too so many months more. Uh, like, uh, yeah? Correct. The block, the block. The wedding couple need to really think through like, why they're cancelling it. Because if they're still cancelling it, mm. right, it's a bit harder for them to say it's because of the COVID law
2: or COVID-19 okay. because we okay. don't know.
0: Okay. Right? Yep. So
4: in those situations, it may be a breach of contract. Mm. So and in those cases, the contract would say what happens when you breach.
0: Okay. Which is
4: I would de- uh, forfeit your deposit. Okay. But let's say it's closer, lah. it's July, ke, June, ke, mm. and then you say, I block out the date already. Then, in that situation, the vendor needs to think a bit more, right? because if you are going to forfeit, what's going to happen is that the other side right, will want to try and exercise their legal rights against you, because they're saying, you can't do that, it's not fair to me. Because mm. I cannot proceed with my wedding Mm -hmm. because of the laws or because of COVID-19 or because of the restrictions. So the vendor then in those cases must think twice and they need to be a bit more flexible. Mm. Yeah, And say, maybe we need to work out some form of arrangement. Uh, Maybe previously, if I blocked out a date and you cancel, I can forfeit. But now let's see whether we can postpone the date. Or maybe we try and change it a bit, we downscale a bit, or try to come to some form of agreement. Mm -hmm. Or worst case scenario, you say, okay, look, these are my incurred expenses. Then the the bail-in, kasi back. or something to that effect. So so it depends on the situation. Yeah. If it's later on, the wedding couple needs to think twice and be flexible about it. If it's closer to where we are or has happened already, Mm -hmm. the vendor needs to think twice. And be a bit more flexible about it,
0: okay. Yeah,
4: because at the, the whole point of this law is not to find fault mm-hmm. because you can find fault if you want to, right? Yeah. Uh, contracts and the, the courts can decide on this, but we're trying not to, right? And these laws allow parties to try and come to some form of agreement. Lah. Yes, yeah.
0: I, I believe that's what both parties should aim for, right? To come to an agreement, yeah, not to pinpoint because, like what I said earlier. It's nobody's fault. Okay, uh, I have another question from couple three. Okay, this is what is being said. Um, I have an assessor who had contacted me. However, in the new agreement that was sent to me, Vendor says it is strictly prohibited to share the document with anyone else other than the intended recipient. So I have asked advice from assessor if I should be worried legally wise if I shared it with him. Can the info be shared? Yeah. So I guess this couple is worried.
3: Sure. I mean, in short, the the assessor will have to look at the contract in order to make a determination. And um I don't think that um
0: vendor has the right lah to say well, that.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't think <laughs> I don't think the confidentiality clauses mm. that are inserted by the vendor is mm. is sort of intended for this kind of situation.
0: Uh, you, know, okay. you
3: know, obviously if the vendor wanted to go down that route and take action for showing it, you know. Um, you know the courts are not going to say that you know this is the kind of interest that the confidentiality clause is supposed to protect. So I would say, yeah, go ahead and show it to your assessor. You would have to in order to get a determination anyway. Okay, right?
0: so it's not wrong. Mm. So so whoever has written this, don't worry, you will not be legal uh, legally what uh what kind of binded. La. Yeah, correct. Mm. Okay, so uh, okay, there's one more question here from our FB uh, viewers. Vendor don't want to give me back money even from 1,000 packs reduced to 500 packs. If we get a lawyer, what is our chances to win? <laughs> oh, it depends for your lawyers. <laughs> okay, basically vendors still don't want to give me back my money even uh, from, I mean, originally it's supposed to be 1,000 packs, now reduced to 500. So, basically, uh, he said that vendor don't want to give me back money even from 1,000 packs, now reduced to 500. So, if you want to engage a lawyer, what is our chances of winning?
4: Depends on the lawyer. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go for moose, then I say, confirm we win.
0: <laughs> oh!
4: No, but in all seriousness, uh, okay, that would... Uh, if, if your wedding, you had planned for 1,000, and then uh, now it becomes you, you've downscaled it to 500, but I assume because laws still don't allow for that, then you cannot proceed. Is that, is that the situation? Uh, I, okay, assume so la, I assume that's the situation. I to... la, okay? Okay, maybe they... you
0: see to this question, relatable because I, think yeah. I have another sure. uh, question from this couple. Let's see if it's yeah. uh, connected. Okay, I agree that it is unrealistic for mm. us to demand full refund if services or food have been rendered of purchased. case. Mm. Okay, but to be fair to us, mm. with the level of uncertainty right now, it is only fair that we want part of our money back if we choose to
4: cancel our event. OK, slightly different question, but I'll, I'll take both anyway. Mm-hmm. First one, I think it's really different from what you had planned. Uh, and assuming you know, it's supposed to take place during this time of the year and it's affected by the law, uh, and they don't want to return the deposit, there is some assist to your claim. Right? Not what you had originally planned, what both parties Correct. had agreed to. Correct. And if this vendor refuses to play ball, in that case you, you might have some legal options you can still pursue right and you can say that look the doc- the contract has been what we lawyers call frustrated okay what it means is that uh, it is a completely different arrangement from what we had originally agreed right so this is not something that we had originally so the contract now mm-hmm. and then you can proceed on that basis usually what happens in that, those cases is that mm. the vendor then notification for relief because they don't want to get sued mm-hmm. and then that's where you go to an assessor. Uh, that's for the first question, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, so you have some basis there. For the second question, which is uh, about about getting the money, yeah. well you can uh, depending on the um, Obviously you open a line of communication with the vendor and you see whether you can come up with an alternative arrangement and okay? ke uh, kecikkan sikit ke tukar dia punya uh, decoration ke apa jadi boleh fit a smaller budget anything like it depends kan but assuming you cannot and then it has to go to an assessor the assessor will look at things and see what's fair so let's assume your deposit is a thousand dollars but your incurred expenses may be about there is a chance that you might get the remaining five hundred dollars back so it really depends on the situation it's not the case whereby one party will confirm hold on to the money, or one party will definitely receive all the monies back. It really depends on the situation. Uh, obviously, the next question that someone would have is, what if there's been no expenses? Because I'm supposed to get married in July, takkan orang nak beli ingredient sekarang, sekarang
0: uh, <laughs> Yes.
4: Uh, udang dari Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, then the, the the way that the uh, assessor will look at it will be slightly different lah. What is the common practice? that's done by the vendor, what, what do the contractual terms say, what was agreed to in those circumstances, why you don't want to agree to a postponement, why you don't want to agree to making it smaller, and then from there, these are the other considerations. I mean, what's fair for the vendor to keep, and what's fair for you to be returned, or what's, what's fair to be returned mm-hmm. back to you. So again, it depends on the situation.
0: Okay, but generally what I see from the couple's concern is that, you see, yes, originally, okay, let's say we do it during this period. Um, let's say it happened because I feel that if this issue, um, their wedding, like what you have discussed earlier, um, their wedding is in um, November, December, is quite clear cut. But let's say the wedding is um, June, July, August, you know, this period. Yes, originally it's supposed to be 1,000 packs. Now they want to reduce to maybe 200 packs. So their point here is that, you see, why is it that our vendor still insists on the same amount? Okay, maybe this is something that maybe Kani, you can yeah, you can share with us because you see, um, one of the issue being raised is that I have to pay twenty three thousand for initially the contract is I'm supposed to pay uh twenty three thousand for five hundred packs. Yeah, then with what is happening right now, I changed to two hundred packs, but I still twenty three thousand. Ah, so basically that is their point you know i mean we are coming from uh couples you know being simple people and we understand this is their hard-earned money to save twenty three thousand might take them two years three years you see so they don't understand now we reduce the number of packs. why is it that we still have to pay twenty three thousand? yeah maybe Kakani from a vendor's perspective Yes, okay, a uh, uh, vendor's
1: point of view yeah um literally speaking uh bluntly speaking from 1 re- 500 reduce to 200 amount um, will not be uh, realistic. But having said that, um, you see, um, i just give you an example. now. I'm doing catering, but I also speak on behalf of those people who uh, also do a uh, decor and, and, and such. So you literally cannot half the amount. Plumbing can't You know, So um, workers, they, they also work the full force. So maybe um, the amount reduction may be on the food, the food supplies only thing that I can really uh, see. So, um, it all boils down to the, uh, the the contract they design, but as a vendor's point of view, I think I have to exercise some kind of uh, um, uh, compassion here to to understand, but um, like I said again, uh, it cannot be uh, literally half or a pro-rate, rat, pro you know, pro rata So, that's not how thing. it works for Yeah, owners. it doesn't work for vendors. I, I, like I explained, um, the cost that we incurred you see, the only reduction is on the food, but there are other costs that are already uh, uh, which cannot be um, prorated.
0: Yeah, so maybe yeah. in this case, five hundred for twenty three thousand. So maybe now it becomes to two hundred. Maybe they expect okay, uh, maybe what eighteen thousand. Yeah, no, it 20, should 000. be it should
1: be a, a yeah, slight reduction. Yeah, it's amount. like it should be to a slight reduction, but okay. not uh, totally uh, prorated. Okay, this is my point of view
0: okay i actually i also do get some understanding from some vendors um how they do their business yeah maybe this is just for our je- own general knowledge before this uh covid thing pre-covid period yeah this is what i understand from vendors um normally caterers yeah, yeah. normally caterers would charge the same amount whether you have 500 packs or anything 500 and below normally they will still charge at x amount because of they still have to like what kakadine said they still have to pay for manpower Right, the basic basic necessities, correct? Yeah. So normally, am I right, Kani? Yeah, yeah. Very very my simple my mathematics. Ah, For 8, 000. one thousand
1: less 14K, fourteen k, fourteen thousand doesn't mean five hundred is
0: seven k. Ah. Very simple. So that means ah. five hundred, I would still pay fourteen k. There is
1: a, some kind of a, a fixed uh, a minimum that you know like the plumbing, the venue, it still count. The only reduction on the food. So, uh, uh, economies of scale, mm, if you invite more more people, then uh, you buy uh, the food uh, the cheaper, at a cheaper, cheaper price. So that yeah. one, the savings go down to go the, the, uh, the consumer. OK, yeah, so very that's how as it works yeah. from a business perspective. Because the venue is still the same. The, the price of venue is still the same. Okay. okay. The food. Just please so, bear in mind on that
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. So that is normally what happened during the pre uh before this COVID thing. La, COVID but I think COVID, now with yeah. this COVID issue, everybody, you know, want to save as much as they can, sure, right? Yeah, because yeah. definitely the number of guests has uh lowered down, has reduced. Reduce, yes, yeah. correct. Okay, so okay, let's see our next question. Okay, we have one every question. I think this is Vendor. She is a makeup artist. Okay, I'm a makeup artist. My bride intends to get full refund. But I paid my photographer and assistants a deposit already. So we agree that can be deferred to next year or sell to others. So are we wrong not to give back 100%? This is from the vendor. Uh,
3: Thanks for the question. Um, I think you're not wrong. Um, I think what the compromise that you've, you've tried to reach with your customer is, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense.
0: defer um, to next year or sell the year. package so, to another yeah, couple?
3: Especially since, you know, uh, costs have been already been incurred. Um, I mean, I think we have to think about it like this as well. You know, the, the whole COVID situation um, has affected everyone equally in different ways, right? Vendors, customers and all that. Um you can't just look at it as uh, you know how it has affected you, and 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 not the other party in the contract. Um, anyone who wants to seek sort of recourse, uh, legal recourse, either by way of determination to the assessor or in court, you know, will have to show how, you know, will have to give good reason as to why you know that that that, that contract cannot be performed anymore. It cannot, you know, it will be very. Obvious if someone is, is just trying to get out of the contract and using uh, COVID as an excuse mm. because they've changed their mind. Okay. They think that, you know, suddenly now a vendor is undercutting and they can go for a cheaper vendor. Mm. Or, you know, it, it, it will be, it'll be very obvious um, when it comes down to it, when, when the, quest, the hard questions, it will be very obvious. So, you know, it's not a simple case of getting a full refund and, you know, and, and just changing your mind. I think we have to be aware that it has affected everyone. In Definitely. ways that you can't even begin to understand, you know how other other companies, other you know businesses, you know individuals as well, mm-hmm. and it's really just about trying to find a very fair, uh, logical outcome, um, and and that's that's why the laws were implemented in the ways they are, and that's why I think the the compromise that the the makeup artist has tried to reach uh, it makes a lot of sense. La, to me, you know what I mean.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, I want to highlight about this new bill regarding assessors and wedding vendors. Most couples could not get their refunds back. Is it true that the new bill doesn't allow for refunds? And if there is, is there any way to get our refunds back?
4: Uh, this is why, when I started off, I wanted to clarify mm-hmm. what it was about. Mm-hmm. This law is not a means by which you get your refunds back. It's okay. not a. Uh, Way for people to having paid a certain sum of money, how do I just get 100% of that back? That's not what this law does. Uh, and people misunderstand that. Okay. Because uh, under normal situations, you wouldn't have gotten that money back. Right? Just because you changed your mind or you think there's a better option somewhere else doesn't mean there's, there's nothing in the law which then allows you to say i know we have certain agreements but you know i'm going to take back my 5500 5, whatever it is mm-hmm. but if let's say that this is a case that is affected by covid right and then both parties really cannot be blamed but you just can't perform the contract in those cases depending on how much has been spent by the vendor what has been ordered, what has been catered for, I don't see why the couple might not get some portion of the deposit back. It's not the case that you will never get it back. Right? Like Moose has been saying repeatedly, it's about what's fair at that point in time. Because if you think about it from the vendor's perspective, mm-hmm. if let's say I've made all these arrangements and I've incurred expenses, so out of your $500, i have already incurred $350 worth of expenditure. Why should I, as a vendor, right, for things beyond my control, mm-hmm. be asked to pocket or to foot that three hundred fifty? It's not fair on them.
0: Okay, right? fine. Yep. Uh,
4: similarly, on the part of the, the wedding couple, they, they should be entitled to the difference between the deposit and whatever has not been used by the vendor as well, or, or which a vendor has no good reason to hold on to, because that would be fair to the wedding couple. hmm so long so two points really, in response to the question: one, the law is not a means by which you get monies back, pure and simple. it is to help parties who are affected by this mm-hmm. reach a fair outcome. The second one is it is not the assuming that this is one of the relevant cases that need to be addressed by this new law. it is not the case that you will never get your money back okay. depending on the situation, in fact, you might get more, sometimes you might get less, but to say that you will never get your, your money back. It's not true.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's still a case-to-case uh, basis. And yeah, there is still rooms for... There is hope lah. La. Yeah. Can I just add on <laughs> to can, what Imran yes. says? Uh,
3: y- you know, when we talk about the law, in actual fact, when someone issues a notification for mm-hmm. relief, uh, mm-hmm. what the law actually does is it gives them temporary relief suspension of their obligations for six months it doesn't mean they don't have to carry out the obligations
0: for six months
3: it's just a six month obligation so of course if you file a notification for relief the other side doesn't dispute it by going to an assessor what it what it buys you is six months to carry out your obligations Mm
2: -hmm. okay
3: so when you think about that the law is not actually telling you that okay you don't have to do anymore okay things have changed you're out of it you know no it just means that okay you're having a tough time now let's hope that in six months Things things will get better, better. and then you can start resuming your obligations. Mm. Of course, the law, uh, you know, the the legislature can extend that six-month period depending on how the situation goes, but it's such a dynamic situation. Mm. We don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. All we can do is, you know, all the law can do is uh, buy us some time so that we can carry out what is originally intended. It's not a means uh, to get out of a contract, right? It's not a backdoor way out of a contract. Okay. Yeah, So I just wanted to highlight that as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah good. Good point. Yep. Okay. Kani, maybe one last question for you, yeah, Let's say um, a couple comes to you stating that they are not able to continue the wedding because they have just been retre- retrashed because of COVID. So and they can only afford to do the nikah. How would you handle?
1: Yeah. So um, as the Malay saying says, you know that apa ukur uh, baju badan sendiri kan so uh, how much you uh, will not force them because you see doing business is not altogether. for them to pay you no not to pay <laughs> me but I mean, well, wow, I like that. No, no, when you do business, <laughs> you, you, you want some kind of uh, the money returns, isn't it? You pay for the profit. services, you want, you want them profit. to pay you for your services. Okay, very yep. simple. Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, they can't afford to do on a bigger scale, but if they want to do it on a smaller scale, then I will be very happy to oblige them.
0: Uh, meaning that you will help to... Yeah, accordingly. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, accordingly. At, whatever budget they have yes okay all right that's interesting i mean
1: whatever budget they have uh, to suit to what are the services that i offered okay yeah
0: so that means you come to a consensus
1: exactly you come to a middle yeah. where
0: it's not too much for them and on your part also you're not losing much
1: yeah in fact right now we have some plans of uh, how coming to that point mm-hmm. we have some uh general catering has some plans to actually how to uh, to make a uh, uh, affordable wedding, you know, in terms uh, uh times like this, maybe they can do the the plumbing in house instead of uh, on the venue. You can still got the uh nikah and and you still can actually invite twenty people. You see, mm. so the the show must go on. I mean, you know,
0: big or small, yeah, the show small, must go the show on. Yeah. Yeah okay all right so okay maybe if, if you have any uh questions that you might need to ask maybe uh imran almost how can they i mean if there are audience out there who still want to get some help with regards on this matter is there any way yeah they can go about it
2: yeah
4: i i think hopefully this uh clarified certain things and then they can take stock again of what their position is right really see You know, is this something that I can still proceed with? Is it something that is affected by the laws and I need to reconsider? Uh, As with most things, sometimes you do find yourself in a situation where you need legal advice and legal help. And in those cases, it's always best to engage a lawyer. Because sometimes um, understanding the law is not an easy thing. Understanding what your options are and then uh, weighing up how good those options are, those are not easy things to do. And if you can, and you have means to, you should try and engage a lawyer to help guide you along. Uh, which, to that end, uh, Moose is managing director for Al Bakri LLC. Uh, he has deep experience in you know helping uh, individuals with, with the legal issues, and he's he's uh, also very active in terms of giving back to community work. As you can tell, I'm the one saying this because I can't make him. <laughs> nice eh, to have a buddy to support one another
0: yeah, yeah but, but that's how if,
4: yeah but if you need any form of legal consultation or just someone to point you in the right direction uh feel free to to, to approach moose about it uh I'll, I'll hand over the mic to moose in a bit to tell you how you can reach him uh, but that's always helpful and that's always beneficial lah uh and hopefully you know things work out for you the negotiations go well for you uh and if you do have to refer to an assessor or go to before a court uh that that the right outcome is reached that's fair for all parties
0: yeah i believe that at the end of the day we want both party to reach a consensus yeah 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 Um,
3: i'd like to echo what imran said uh, not about my achievements, but... <laughs> <laughs> just, Maybe just, you should uh, say, now you should <laughs> go to
0: him, right? <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: in, in general, I think the law encourages people to try and reach a compromise, to negotiate mm-hmm. first and foremost before uh, resorting to something, uh, you know, uh, in, in the form of a determination. So, you know, I think that's always the best place to start. And remember when you're negotiating, you know, you shouldn't be taking a hardline approach or all or nothing approach you know you have to be mm-hmm. um, you know you have to be sensitive to to the constraints that the other party is is also facing you know uh, as a customer we can understand you know you have your hard earned money you know and you have your, your dream wedding in place but as a vendor i suppose you know you probably have what another 50 customers to deal with as well you know and it can be very stressful for both sides so i think you know when you enter into negotiations you have to do it in good faith you have to come with clean hands, you know. You have to come with an an open mind. Uh, of course, if all that fails, um, and you are trying to be reasonable, and um, you know the other side is not is not doing the part or is not budging, then yes, you would have to. I mean, I would suggest that you you seek uh, proper legal advice uh, uh, on how you can proceed. Um, I think I've given my email address. Uh, it's probably on screen right now. Um, if 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 need be, you can s- send me an email. Um, I have Imran on retainer, so I can ask him for help anytime. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry,
0: don't worry. You, you, you look for one, you get two. Yeah, okay? it's a two yeah. for the price of one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> two for the price of one. I also got that kind of services. Yeah. Okay, so buy one get one free. <laughs> okay, yeah. so any, any more? Uh,
4: uh. Last thing again, like I said, I speak from personal experience. Uh. But one thing I, I want to do is that I want to assure everybody couples, you know, newlywed, going to get married, vendors, everybody la basically. Don't worry. The laws are there to ensure that a fair outcome prevails. If you're concerned that you think you know something is a bit unjust or unfair to you, the law is there and it will help you along. So don't be, don't be uh, concerned. Don't be afraid about it. Uh, rest assured that there, were, there, are, there are laws, there are regulations, and there are people like Moose who will help things go along ensure that the best and fairest outcome is reached. So I just want to give that assurance and hopefully end on that note because we, it's, it's a tough time. No. And it's tough. It, it, it rains on everybody. Lah. Yeah and the the least we can do as a community is to help each other out and i want to give you the assurance that there will be people looking out for you and helping you out
0: That's yeah, so we are here today right <coughs> that's one of our objective and i believe that at times like this we have to be empathy and try to come to a compromise not all gain but at least not all are lost too yeah thank you Kani from Jamie catering and services and our two Advisors here, Imran and Muslim, for all the sharing and the insights. We hope it has given some direction to find your solution. My heart goes out to the couples who had to postpone or cancel your wedding ceremony during this unexpected time. Reflect on what is really important to both of you right now. Stay strong and focus on your family and friends. Your takeaway from this experience? do understand the fine phrase before you sign on the dotted lines okay yes yeah i know it's a lifetime experience but doesn't mean that you have to burn all your lifetime savings okay so before i sign off i would like to read to you what was said by our minister of law mr keshan mugam at his interview with cnbc in april this year you are looking at economic devastation business destroyed people's life affected and in such a situation you don't talk contract. You talk equity, you talk empathy, you talk justice. You talk about what is the right thing to do. That was what is being said. This has been Voice Out Cakap I'm Zarina Zaharuddin. Thank you MQ at NISUN for supporting this forum and to all of you who are tuning in, do check out our coming episodes at FB Voice Out Cakap Real people the story. Till then, thank you so much. I yeah. yeah.